Hi, this is Andy Katz, host of March Madness 365, presented by Grammarly. This week on the podcast, listen as we break down the latest AP poll and give you insights on my updated Power 36. Listen to March Madness 365 with Andy Katz, presented by Grammarly, wherever you get your podcasts. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner that gives your team an instant first draft in a few clicks, not a few hours. Companies that use Grammarly save an average of 19 days per employee per year. Grammarly works seamlessly across 500,000 apps and websites. Get personalized on-brand writing help everywhere your team works. Learn what better writing can do for your company at Grammarly.com. Grammarly. Easier said. Done. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Everybody stop. I want to make sure everybody understands. COVID is responsible for a great deal of all of our misery. But... You could have her sign the contract, take a picture and send it to you. So COVID isn't a reason not to have a contract because we can digitally send things back and forth. This is the plaintiff, Tamika Jernigan. She says she was dealing with the defendant and it was the worst mistake of her life. Because no matter what she did as the decorator of a wedding, it was never good enough. Because she didn't get paid in full for her services and is suing for the $1,150 she's owed. This is the defendant, Shantae Moore. She says the plaintiff didn't do her job, plain and simple. And now her new husband of one day had to sweep out the venue because the plaintiff was nowhere to be found. She is accused of wedding woes. All parties, please get your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Ms. Jernigan, you own a business called Sisters and Sisters? Yes. And what do you do? Um, I do event coordinating and decorating. Um, it can be weddings, okay. parties, birthday parties. So Ms. Moore reached out to you because she was getting married, and what did she say? She was had an ad on Facebook, um, the garage sale site, and I was looking for something. So I reached out to her and told her that I did events. She was looking for someone reasonable. I asked her what she was looking for um, and what all she was needing done. I sent her a price quote, and then we went from there. All right, now you sent her a contract, but she never signed the contract, right? No, due to COVID, she never signed the contract. She did respond back, and we talked verbally. Why that due to she COVID? To wait, wait, stop. Why due to COVID? Because um, we hadn't met up yet. So I sent her the contract, and then we hadn't met because. Right, but she could I sign was- it. She could sign it. Hold on, everybody stop. I want to make sure everybody understands. COVID is responsible for a great deal of all of our misery, but. You could have her sign the contract, take a picture, and send it to you. So COVID isn't a reason not to have a contract because we can digitally send things back and forth. So it fell through the cracks. 
And according to mm -hmm. your agreement, you're supposed to be paid in full by when? Before the date? Yes, before the date. That's correct. Now, the, and, the, and what happened? In messages, she was like, I'm going to pay you. Um, I'll, if I have to pay you $100 until you're paid in full before the wedding. Okay. And then it changed to, to I didn't hear from her for a while until the week before uh, the on wedding. On the day of the wedding, and how much did she owe you? $250. Okay. And did she pay you? No, she did not pay me. And then she did not only pay me, she didn't pay the DJ. She didn't pay the photographer as well. Um, and how did you I know that? that out because I had left and then I came back to the venue and the DJ made the comment. He's like, hey, I've never seen a bride just skip out and leave and not cut her a cake. Then the um, photographer came up to me and he said, hey, were you paid? And I said, no, I wasn't paid in full. And he said, well, he hadn't got paid either. And the venue had already told me that she hadn't, that she put a deposit and that if I wasn't paid in full, they would give me her deposit. Well, because of the fact so that she rented So, Ms. Moore, let me, Ms. Moore, you're laughing, but I, uh, she submitted into evidence uh, an audio where okay. the venue was saying, you're not having a wedding because you haven't finished paying. I mean, did you have some trouble? Uh, did you bite off a little more than you can chew and owe people a lot of money towards the wedding date? Well, no, you were late paying not at people. All. Okay. What happened? I know. When I met to meet. Wait a minute. Weren't you right at the cusp of getting canceled by the VFW for not paying them? Yeah, I, I guess you could say that. But I had an agreement with the VFW. Yeah, Wait, I, I've the seen Thursday the text. Before. I've seen the text where you're supposed to pay. You never went to pay. Then you ask, can I just pay you uh, digitally? Over and the then, phone. you know, I'll go in some other day. And they said, no, you got to sign paperwork. If you don't come, you're losing the date. And then you finally go. But, you know, I mean, that's not how normally it gets done because you were already pressed well, against not the wall. Well, that's not entirely how it happened because the same, the same, okay. my deposit was coming back, which the same was he was what we, he was charging. Why didn't you pay her? $100. It's the day of the wedding. You're supposed to pay her her two fifty. Why didn't you pay her? I don't owe Tamika two fifty. A week prior to the wedding, I gave Tamika two hundred and sixty dollars cash sitting in my house when we went over the final details for the wedding. When she left, I okay. explained to her that I would give her the remaining one forty after the wedding. Can you show me proof that you paid everything? Then I'm going to need to see proof of all your payments. I gave her cash, 260 in my house, and I don't have proof well, of that, and the other $100 was you, sick. Why wouldn't you? App. Stop, stop, stop. If you gave someone cash, why would you not get a receipt for it? That is my mistake now going forward, but I thought that we had a relationship because we had some conversations about some similar medical experiences that we've had. So the conversation just kind of took off and I didn't think to get the, the receipt. I never anticipated this being this. When I gave her the, the 260 and I, I explained to her then that I would have to give her the remaining balance after the wedding. You said in a text to her that the cameras in your house will show proof that you gave her 260. Did the cameras mm -hmm. in your house show proof that you gave her 260? Can I see those I have cameras? no idea. I don't, I have no, I'm not even at home. So I have no idea. No, I, I would think that since you thought of saying this to her back in May, that you would have actually checked that before coming to court at the People's Court. Like, I, in other words, did you I ever did? check to see if you had the proof? There, let me, well, let me explain this. No, I didn't. I just had a stroke okay. about a week ago. So... Ever since the wedding and all of this has taken place, there has been so much that has just gone on. So, no, I didn't get the cameras. Um, what happened here, really, Ms. Moore? Did you find out oh, she was I, kind honest, of 
uh, gossiping with the other vendors and making you look bad, and so you got angry, so you didn't pay her? I never heard that she was gossiping until after the situation with the champagne glasses came about. I never heard and any of that. that? And Tell me about the champagne text, glasses. So my mother paid for the champagne glasses, and I rented them from a rental place. And those were the champagne glasses that were on the table. When we came, when we got back to the venue on Monday morning, me and my husband to clean up, the champagne glasses were not at the VFW. I sent Tamika a message and I asked her, if, do you have the glasses? And if you'll, you know, call me back, we can talk about your final payment. She never responded. Later on that day, when I didn't hear anything back from the rental company, I just assumed that she had taken them back that day. The next morning on Tuesday morning, the rental company called me and let me know that the glasses had not been returned. I sent Tamika another message. I called Tamika. She never responded. My mom contacted now, Tamika. Hold on one moment. Hold on one moment. So I do see a series of texts, and you're not answering. Why are you not answering? What had happened between the two of you that made you not answer? Because at this point, I was done. Because she said that I was there gossiping about her. No, I didn't. When her mom then was making all these demands, I kept it professional and was not trying to let them know that, hey, I haven't even been paid. So all these last minute demands that you're wanting me to do, I'm not doing them because of I wasn't paid. I never told them that. Did you but, and did you and the bride have an argument the night of the wedding or no? You got did you did you guys talk about your payment on the night of the wedding? No. I, I was supposed to be paid that day. So I came back to the wedding. I had went and purchased boxes and um, things to um, package all my stuff up at the end. And it was in the back of the venue where the champagne glasses were as well. They took all my items and left. So now I'm stuck at the venue and cannot leave because I don't have anything to put all my glassware or nothing in because they've taken them. She responded to me the next, the very next day saying, oh, I found them. It's too late. I had to have all my stuff out of the building that night. So I was like, okay, you can't respond to me. You don't want to pay me. When I ask you about my payment, you, you, you sneak off. The only reason that I know that you didn't pay the DJ is because the DJ and photographer approached me and asked me, was I paid? I was under the assumption that they were paid. And they were like, I was like, well, I'm being too nice. You know, I went above and beyond trying to be nice. Instead of just saying, no, I'm not going to do it. It was so close to her wedding. I was like, okay, I'm going to try to work with her. Well, me working with her was me not getting paid and me being accused of stealing these champagne glasses. The reason that we are even here today so is So what, okay, let me, it's because of the champagne glasses. Now, uh, did you steal the champagne glasses? No, I did not. And the fact that she's saying that me and the cook was the only ones in the venue, that's not true. The venue closed, I think, at 11 o'clock that night. It, they had people all in the venue. They were having karaoke and, and they have a whole bar. It was crowded in the venue when I left. So she contacted uh, Ms. Moore. Let me ask you a question. Why do you think she took the wine? She stole the champagne glasses because she's the one who returned them. There was nobody else really? there with the glasses. So when I contacted Tamika, when I left from cleaning about 12 o'clock, I contacted her and I said, Hey, do you have those champagne glasses? Because those need to be returned to a one as well. Con call me so we can talk about your final payment. That was sun. That was Monday morning. I never heard anything from Tamika. So the next day when the venue contacted me again, I sent Tamika a message on Messenger. And I asked her, I said, hey, I don't know where we went bad at, 
But, you know, for you to leave my mom on the hook for $400, if you have those glasses, those need to be returned. And we can talk about your final payment and we can do this amicably. There's, I, I was Let me see you. where, I want to see where you keep saying we can talk about your final payment and do this amicably, because here's what I see. You lied to the venue saying I never paid you and the rental company saying that I paid nobody. I never pegged you to be that type of person, but I guess looks are really deceiving. I'm asking that you return those glasses and crates and call me like a woman and we can take care of this amicably. I filed a police report for theft. Please believe I will contact whoever is necessary to put your blank on blast. Karma is a blank, so gone and run them glasses back. Hope to hear from you soon. That doesn't sound so amicable to me. Um, you that are the biggest lot. She answers you and says, I don't have the glasses. Um, you, uh, I didn't take the glasses. I wasn't gossiping. And then you say, you're the biggest liar. I spoke with the rental company and found out that this is your MO. You are just a bona fide thief. I know what I did with who I did it and where my money went. But what you did was blank. You just a bona fide thief. You proved to us who you really were. Now I'm going to show you who the I am. Is that you trying to make things better and get her paid? Because that doesn't sound that way to me. And now let that me ask was... you a question, because I am looking at the email from A1 Rentals that specifically says you're the one who returned the champagne glasses. She files a police report. She tells the police she thinks it's you. You're saying, I have no idea what you're talking about. And then you return the champagne glasses? Start talking. Hi, this is Andy Katz, host of March Madness 365, presented by Grammarly. This week on the podcast, listen as we break down the latest AP poll and give you insights on my updated Power 36. Listen to March Madness 365 with Andy Katz, presented by Grammarly, wherever you get your podcasts. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner that gives your team an instant first draft in a few clicks, not a few hours. Companies that use Grammarly save an average of 19 days per employee per year. Grammarly works seamlessly across 500,000 apps and websites. Get personalized on-brand writing help everywhere your team works. Learn what better writing can do for your company at Grammarly.com. Grammarly. Easier said. Done. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. Turned the champagne glasses. I did not take the champagne glasses. I knew who took the champagne glasses, and I went and I got the champagne glasses after her mom called me and left me a voicemail saying that she rented them. I did not take Wait, the Wait, stop, glasses. stop, stop. Why wouldn't you have just told them I saw somebody steal them and told them who to follow? Because by then, the police have been called and everything. Because it looks mighty suspicious. It looks like okay. maybe you were angry you didn't get paid, so you took the champagne glasses so the night wasn't a total loss. That's kind of how it looks when you're the one who returns it. If you knew who took the... Sh Stop. If you knew who took the champagne glasses, why don't you just tell her, hey, so-and-so took the champagne glasses and let the chips fall where they may? Why would you be the one who returns the champagne glasses? Okay, can I speak? Okay, I... The, because I 
I was done talking to her. I did not take the champagne glasses. My, they were at my sister's house. My sister who actually helped me set up the venue. She took the champagne glasses and said that, hey, until she pays you your money, I, um, I didn't actually know she took them. So I contacted the venue, the VFW. And what happened to until she pays you your money? Until she pays you your money? Where were you going with that? Until she pays you your money, I'm going to keep these, right? So you no, know where the champagne glasses are. Correct. Now, uh, I did return them. So but when she, before she even sent this message, the, so now the, she, the, the, Ms. Moore, the champagne glasses get returned. Your mother doesn't get charged. And what is your Correct. defense now to paying her the rest of what you owe her on the contract? Even if you, if you look at my messages on the 18th, the very last message I sent to Mika, I told her, I said, I started this off saying that we could do this amicably. When you're ready to come to me like a woman, we can talk about your final payment. I have, I've never once told Tamika I wasn't paying her. Every conversation uh, honey, that we've ever had. you keep thinking that telling someone you're not, uh, I never once said I wasn't going to pay you is somehow a defense. That's not a defense. If you're supposed to pay them I gave and her. you didn't, then you breached it. You were supposed to have paid her before the event. Nobody works at a wedding without getting paid. That is already you breaching the contract. And then on the night of the wedding, they're supposed to get paid, and then you still didn't pay her. So you can't just keep saying, I never told you I wasn't going to pay you, because they can't pay their bills with that, all right? I never told her I was paying her the night of the wedding. Well, you owed it a week, two weeks before the wedding. All right, so tell me what happened with the packing materials. I still have that. So you never bothered to get them because by then you didn't need some... Uh... Correct, because at the venue, I had to have all the stuff out. And the reason that the, they took the crates and the wine glasses is because all the stuff had to be out of the building that night, which no one was there to take them. So my sister took them, which I didn't know that she took them until the next day. And she said, well, hey, I um, got those... Um, I don't, let me just tell you, in case anyone thinks I believe you, I want you to know that I know you're lying. I know okay, you're well, lying about whether that. you knew messages. the champagne classes were taken. Oh, no, no, let me tell you how it works. I hear the evidence and I decide who's lying, and I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you are lying about that. You were angry, you okay. were talking to people about the fact that she no. didn't pay you. I don't blame you That's for being angry, true. but I do blame you for taking collateral. All right. And I but and I don't I think your sister would take that. No, stop talking over me. I don't think your sister would take the champagne glasses without you knowing. Now, the, uh, you're suing for amount paid to workers. That was part of the original contract, though. She was never supposed to pay an additional amount to workers. So why would she owe you the additional amount to the workers? It wasn't the fact that she because of the fact that she waited until she paid for the venue late, so I only the time that I was supposed to have to decorate, I didn't have. So I paid them. And what's the defamation case that you have against her? You have a seven hundred and fifty dollar defamation case. Tell me about that claim. Okay, first she posted all on Facebook. She was making messages that okay. I had stole the wine glasses. She told A one that I had stole the wine glasses, and that she was making posts all over Facebook. But then she blocked me off Facebook, and so I couldn't see anything. But they contacted me. Was like, hey. What is she wanting you for? Because I, she's she making these posts on Facebook. So then I hadn't been on Facebook because I'm busy. I do a lot of work, other things. I have a job, I have kids. So I got out there and I saw the message and that's when I seen where she had tried to contact me. So then I reached that night when she sent me the messages about going off about the glasses, the glass had already been returned, but she had already, I guess they didn't come. Yeah, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. The glasses had already been returned. I'm not so sure about that because when she asked you about your glasses, 
I see about the okay. champagne. Just a second. Don't talk over me. When she asks you about the champagne glasses, your answer is, I don't know anything about any champagne glasses when we know you do. Then there's a police report. The wedding was on the 14th. The police report is not even authored until the 18th. That is four days later. Even according to your story, you knew by the next day that you had the champagne glasses. So I presume that the police, that the, did the police call you? No, I have not been conducted by the police. And there's also a letter from the A1 party. Okay, and then we've got it. the A1 folks saying, mm -hmm. and this is after Shante tells you that she's called the police and she's filed a police report and blah, 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 blah. All of a sudden, later on that afternoon, on the day she files a police report, you came by in person and you tell them about the police report. And within an hour of you going there, and you told them, I'm going to let her know I filed the police report within an hour of that, magically, magically. Well, uh, I was never Tamika comes by with the flutes. You're doing it again. And I was never. Magically. Sorry, ma I, you're doing it again. I'm still in the middle of a sentence. Magically, she comes by with the flutes. And A1 asks her, because this is according to the, the email by A1, I tried asking her how she obtained them earlier since she had told me. So you had told A1 you didn't know where they were, so that's a lie, okay? And she said she got them from somebody who wasn't paid. You got them from somebody who wasn't paid, okay? And we are lucky that she was able to get them back. And so A1 asks you, so someone thought it was okay to steal our property because they were wronged by somebody else? She shrugged off the question and left. All right, Ms. Moore, what is your defense to paying the remainder of the contract? Other than that you hate her. No. What is your defense? I don't even... Because you're not out anything for the champagne any. glasses. Great. No, so what is her. your defense to bad. paying? I'm gladly able, ready and willing to pay, but she never responded to me until after I said something about the police report. Okay. This is the first time I've, I've seen her Listen talk to me. Listen to me. Someone who's gladly, ready, willing, and able to pay, pays. You know, because you've got I a cash I can't pay if she doesn't respond. I, she doesn't oh, respond can, to me. Though. I don't have anything. You can. You can mail a check. Of course you can. You can mail a check. I don't know where she... I don't have an that. address for Tamika. You are correct. Oh, and, but you and, have a and contract. And I'm not going to defend that. You know you can. Right. Of course not. You didn't pay because she made you angry, like all your texts I, exhibit. And you say to her over and angry. over, you're going to see who you're f***ing with. Oh, I don't know. That's kind of where I come from. When someone says to me, you're going to see who you're with, that kind of tells me that you may. All right, so I've listened to all of you, and here is my decision. I don't believe that you are entitled to extra money to get paid to the workers, because had she paid you that night, that's not something that you, what she would have been obligated to pay. That's just something that you're making up now. It was part of the original contract. Whoever you used to help you is up to you. So uh, you don't get that. Regarding the packing materials, we're talking about some Dollar General bags that were available to you the next day. I realize what you're saying, that was an inconvenience to you and you had to you know, fish around and get some boxes and stuff. Um, but by the same token, it's your job to make sure that your stuff is not taken. So rather than having left it in the venue, you could have put them in your car for safekeeping to make sure nobody took that. I don't think she owes you $25 for packing materials. Regarding defamation of character, we have a situation where even I believe 
that you were in cahoots at least by the next day on keeping champagne glasses because you hadn't gotten paid, so that would not a defamation case make. And regarding the amount that you are still owed, I do agree with you. Uh, you say you have paid her more and that she's owed less. When you want to prove that you paid something, you get a receipt for it. Um, or you pay through a check, so you'll have proof, or you pay through a cash app, but you can't just say, I paid you more than that. Uh, especially someone who's in your position the day before the wedding, paying people who are all threatening to back out, like the VFW, you know, I don't, I don't buy that you paid her more. I'm not, I don't trust that testimony. I am ordering you to pay her the $250 that you were supposed to pay her. That is my verdict. Good luck, folks. Thank you. Ms. Moore, what do you think about what the judge just ordered? I know you're not happy with her, but you got to give her some more money. I'm still fine. I am perfectly happy. I'm glad that she has her money. She can move on and I can move on as well. How was the wedding, by the way? We haven't heard much about that. Was it okay? It was, it was wonderful. It was, a, it was a, something brought by together by God. So nothing can separate that. Well, that's good. All right. Sorry it ended up in a court case. No question about that. Ms. Jernigan? You know, it's interesting. You're getting 200 bucks back, but uh, the judge didn't believe half of your testimony. Called you a liar a number of times. What do you think about that? I don't agree with that because, one, I didn't lie. And, two, she left them there. She left all her stuff there and didn't get him when she was supposed to. So. All right. Well, that's the end of the case. Thank you very much. Um, and I'm sorry it ended up in a court case. What a shame. Thank you. Here are the judges. You know, this brought me back. I mean, weddings, lots of moving parts to weddings. Things can go wrong. I remember during our wedding, one of my friends was moving my car and the clutch got stuck oh. on the car in the middle of the reception. I mean, you know. No, and no. Then, I'm going to tell that story. We were sitting. I was in a wedding gown. You were in a tuxedo. And we were in the middle of our wedding. And the boys who were tasked with bringing your stupid sports car to the venue right. said that it had stopped. It was like a 10-year-old. Yeah, the clutch got stuck. Right. right. So you got up right. in I your said, tux right back. and said, I'll, I'll be right back. I've got to go to the 7-Eleven and get up my sleeves. Right. I grabbed you by the tailcoats and right. said, I'm in a wedding dress and you're not going anywhere. And you yeah. sat down. Uh, yeah. I kind of vaguely remember that. I should have. That was like a warning sign, but by then we were <laughs> married. You know? Time to run out and just go the other way, right? I Too late. Right. <laughs> so Anthony wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, if you purchase a car from another state, which state laws are followed, the buyer's state or the seller's? By the way, love the new format. Um, here's the thing. Um, when you have a contract, uh, you can sue in one of two places if they're different. You can sue where the defendant resides or you can sue where the contract is made. And if the contract is made in both states, you have an argument that you can sue in yours, even if you're the plaintiff. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case inside the courtroom. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. These are the plaintiffs, Mark Nothwani and Julie Koch. 
Mark says his wife was parking in a spot in a parking lot owned by the defendant. And a large rusty screw sticking out from the parking space stopper damaged her car. The defendant refuses to take responsibility, so they're suing for the $1,737.21 they say they're owed. is the defendant John Spinks. He says the plaintiff Julie hit the parking space stopper first and dislodged a piece of rebar and it was sticking out. He fixed it after she crashed into it and owes nothing. He's accused of a responsibility refusal. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says that she parked in a parking spot that the defendant owns and there was a spike there that damaged her bumper. But the defendant says that she hit the parking stopper with such force she dented her bumper herself. It's the case of Bumper Thumper. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. Nathwani and Ms. Cook, you are suing M&S Real Estate Investment, represented here by Mr. Spinks. Are you the owner? Yes, yes, I am, Your Honor. Okay. Um, because according to you, your car was damaged by some negligent maintenance there. What happened? So I had an appointment at the defendant's, um, I guess he owns the space. And when I pulled it, It's in, a shopping center? Um, well, I get my facials, eyelashes, hair done at the space. Okay. So you went over there to get some service done, and what happens? Um, I pulled into my parking space, and when I was backing out, I heard a terrible noise, and I looked, and there was a really... Wait, when you were backing out, hold on, you were back, wait a minute, when you were backing out after your service? Yes. When you were leaving, you mean? Okay, go yes. on. Yes. I heard a terrible noise, and I got out of my car and looked, and there was a screw about six inches per protruding out that tore off part of my front bumper. So what'd you do? Well, I took pictures. Um, when there's an accident, usually people call the police. Did you call the police? No. So your first instinct was to take pictures, not to call the police, not to call the management, but to take pictures. Is that correct, Ms. Cook? Yes. And Mr. Nathwani, you weren't in the car with her, right? No, no, ma'am. Okay. So these screws are definitely protruding and here's your fender mm -hmm. you don't call the police you reach out to the owner and what is it you say to the owner uh well when i reached out to him he said he he won't do anything about it that he's not responsible because julie drove too fast into it and so i've produced evidence to show that driving too fast doesn't make the screw pop up it would either make the car go over the ramp or it would crack the wheel stop, but it wouldn't well, cause let me, the screw to come up. Let me ask you a question, uh, Mr. Spinks. Why does this look like that? Well, Your Honor, that particular parking stop they're talking about, I have to literally step over to go to my mailbox every day. So that rebar that was coming out of it was not coming out before she pulled in. And if you look at her bumper, the bumper is pulled out. It's not pushed in. So when she pulled in that parking spot too Says fast who? or too Says far. Says who? Stop, 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 stop. The bumper is pushed in in this okay. picture. 
The bumper, if you look, okay. it's pulled out from where she pulled off. The rebar is super high. The concrete is not smashed. How on earth would her car cause the rebars to go up? Well, I, I tell you, I did a simple Google search to find out why is her car so low? And if, if I can, let me read the first quote that I found. This is from a Chrysler 300 forum of Chrysler owners of cars just like hers. After my owning my 300 for five months, I found the problem. The ground clearance really sucks. This car hits everything. A body shop manager says Chrysler 300s do not clear most parking blocks. The, the now, parking but let stop, me ask you a question. This, it isn't okay, the parking stop that caused a damage to her car. It's these ridiculously sticking out rebars, which are dangerous to anybody. Why are they sticking out like that? They're not supposed to be sticking out like that. Your, your Honor, when she pulled up on that parking stop, her car was 4.8 inches. Normal parking stop is 5 inches. So when she tried to back out, that parking stop is underneath her car, and the force of her car pulled that rebar up when she was trying to okay. back out of it. I don't understand, Ms. Cook, why if you're backing out of a parking space... That is when you hit the thing. I, you know what? I'm not going to disagree with you, but I'm pulling in. I have my music playing. So maybe I didn't hear anything. All I know is when I went to back out, I heard this terrible noise. And that's when I looked at my car. But you would have heard the I, noise when you were pulling in. That's when you would have heard the noise. Not necessarily. If my radio is loud enough. Okay. But then, but you agree with me that you would have hit the thing while you yes. were pulling in, right? Yeah, if my you hit the thing while you were it, pulling yeah. in, I don't know how loud you listen to your music, but how could you not hear the unmistakable sound of metal crushing by that screw? That's what I don't get. Now, at the beginning, you were talking to them and, you know, telling them, get an estimate, blah, blah, blah. But then you did a little research and you got a little concerned. Tell me about your research. That's correct. I started doing a little research, and I find out that they have filed seven other lawsuits in the last two years, including my own. This gets good, Your Honor. They've sued Chase Bank for the curbs being too high in, in the uh, drive through They sued their friend that they took out on the boat for burning a cigarette hole in the seat. This is a good one. They sued their marriage counselor for giving bad advice. They even have a pending lawsuit against Elon Musk for a bad Tesla or something. Against Elon Musk himself? Absolutely. What's that about? Ma'am, I have a principle in my life that we find people like Mr. Spinks every day. And I'm a Leo by nature, and I just do not like being walked over. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not embarrassed about my cases uh, Elon Musk uh, damaged my garage. He wouldn't fix it. Elon Musk didn't damage your garage. Tesla yeah, might have. I, Is I, your lawsuit I, against I, Tesla I, or yeah. against Elon Musk? Okay, okay I apologize. No, but you sued he's Elon Musk. I, I, I'm looking at it. You actually sued Elon Musk. Yeah, he's a CEO, and they they they, they called back. They apologized, and they 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 settled it. Okay, did this concrete block separate off the ground? No, the parking spot was loose. I just uh, pounded back in the rebar that's coming out. How did you pound them back in? I have a sledgehammer, so I use a sledgehammer and a screwdriver to get them in past where they where they normally come up. No, the other parking spot 
have a problem. I have five other parking stops in the same parking lot. Can I say something, please? Yeah. If my tires hit that block, I'm not going to lie. It's probably happened before where you pull up, you might pull a little close. Maybe your tires shouldn't hit it. Um, I definitely did not hit it too hard or too fast because, first of all, the parking lot is very small. You can't even go fast in there. The screw sticking out, it probably caught it, is what I'm thinking. And when I backed out, it tore it there. You're sounding less you're and less sure for. that you didn't knock this thing over. You're sounding less and less I, sure. I to know me I wouldn't. Didn't because knock if this I was going to knock it, if I was going to knock it, I would have driven over it, which isn't going to happen. This parking lot, it's not that big. It's probably like 40 by 30 feet. I don't know. You're not going that fast when you drive in there. It's not like being at a supermarket, a mall. Well, you don't have to be going 50 miles an hour to do damage to your car. You could be going a lot slower and still do damage to your car. But if the screw is there to begin with, then it would be damaging your car. It would be, it would be, you would feel it. You would feel it. It wouldn't be just, oh, I went too close to the curb. It it did. Ma'am, it did hit it. She had loud music on. The damage was done. She didn't see it. It's impossible for touching the wheel stop for a, for, for a six-inch screw to pop up like that. I've, I've, I've shown evidence of what happens if, you, if, if a concrete Show cracks. me the evidence. What evidence did you want me to look at? You have a lot of evidence in here. Tell me what it is you wanted me to look at that shows that that's impossible. Exhibit five. Exhibit five. You, now, what you are you showing see, me? Somebody else's damage? Wait, wait, wait. What did you do? You drove around to find a damaged parking stop? Yes, that's what yes. you did. And yes. your point is to, to, to show to, me that the rebar doesn't move. It doesn't like... Yes, ma'am. Th- those things are concrete. They go right into the ground. He needed a sledgehammer to put it back in again. There is no hope in hell that by a, a two mile an hour touching the wheel stop is going to make that thing mysteriously pop up. Your Honor, this is ridiculous. Mr. Spinks, did you ever have anybody take a look at that? Uh, any professional? Did you have it? You just sledgehammered it down. You didn't have it. Need anybody to take a look we, at we it? We sledgehammered right? them back down. They they were perfectly fine. Your Honor, I can't be held responsible we, for their careless driving. And, and another another reason. The reason the here, courts are well, so hold tied up, up hold on one second. Let me. Lawsuit. Ridiculous. If that was sticking up that far. She had a duty to see it and not hold over top of it before she pulled it. And all these scratches that are old, these are from you hitting barriers elsewhere. I don't want to say that. It could be. I mean, I park at them all the time. I never had an issue with it tearing. Oh, I, I have a low car. car, too. I hit barriers all the yeah. time. I'm not judging, you know. Yeah. I mean, now, Mr. Spinks, your theory is that she came in, how fast could she possibly go in a little parking lot that has five parking spaces? That particular parking space, if you're heading southbound on the road, there's nothing to stop. The, the speed limit on the road's 45, so you can pull in there at whatever speed. If that's a straight shot. What, what speed is someone going to pull in and park that they're going to hit it with I, such a degree of force that it's going to end up pulling rebars out? How, like, how fast must she go? for that to happen because the rebars should be more secure than that if they're just sitting there loose from water or whatever else and she hits it a little and then she goes upstairs and then when she comes out you know it was it was loose and that's what caused them to come up you know i i I just why would that not be a maintenance issue on your part your honor her car is not high enough 
to have your tires hit the block, so something has to give. Something has to give. And my only thing I can say is when she pulled in, she pulled the rebar out a little bit, and that's why she didn't feel it. But then when she backed up, her car being low caught the rebar and made the damage to her bumper. I disagree with that. If you want to tell me that, first of all, these things are meant to stop a tire, okay? But under what theory should this be loose enough where a tire hitting it would cause the rebars to go up four inches? It shouldn't be that loose to begin with. It had to be pretty loose if just moving the concrete ends up pulling the rebars up and that's without smashing the concrete. It had to be pretty loose. And I don't think that that's okay because being that, you're supposed to predict that tires are gonna hit that a little. I'm finding in favor of the plaintiffs, no attorney's fees. I'm finding in your favor in the amount of the estimate of the repair, $1,287.21. That's my verdict. This was a highly defensible case. That's why you don't get attorney's fees. You're not just automatically entitled to attorney's fees in every case. Good luck, folks. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Sphinx, what's your reaction? Well, this guy has seven lawsuits, so nothing is his fault. They need to take responsibility for their own actions and stop suing everybody. All right. Well, listen, that's your opinion. Okay, I'm sorry about it, but uh, the judge has found for the plaintiffs. All right, Ms. Cook, Mr. Nathani, uh, tell me how you're feeling right now. Uh, very, absolutely very overjoyed, very, very grateful. I think the judge did a great job. It's sad that Mr. Spinks thinks the judge is wrong, as well as the plaintiffs in this case. But Very interesting case. I'm sure the judges have, have a lot to say about this. Here they are. This is the sort of case some judges would look with a little more skepticism at litigants who come in and who have sued oh, totally. people. In That's half the reason it took me this long to get to reach my right. verdict. In fact, in Florida, they even have a vexatious litigant rule. A judge can designate you a vexatious litigant and make you post a bond before you can file your lawsuit or proceed with it. Or get or, judicial permission. Right, get permission of court to file it right. So they take it pretty seriously. So Deirdre wants to know this. Hey, Harvey. If you did not respond to an appearance to court due to health issues, can you then fight against the ruling at a later date? Well, if you don't show up, typically what's gonna happen is that the judge is going to enter a default judgment. Now, default judgments can be set aside if you have a good reason. And that means you go, to, you go back into the courtroom and you say, look, I was deathly ill, I couldn't do anything, and um, please give me another chance. And oftentimes, usually judges will do that. The better thing to do, if you're sick and can't make it, let the court know in advance. It is easier to do that than unscramble the egg. We'll see you next time. Hi, this is Andy Katz, host of March Madness 365, presented by Grammarly. This week on the podcast, listen as we break down the latest AP poll and give you insights on my updated Power 36. Listen to March Madness 365 with Andy Katz, presented by Grammarly, wherever you get your podcasts. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner that gives your team an instant first draft in a few clicks, not a few hours. Companies that use Grammarly save an average of 19 days per employee per year. Grammarly works seamlessly across 500,000 apps and websites. Get personalized on-brand writing help everywhere your team works. Learn what better writing can do for your company at Grammarly.com. Grammarly. Easier said. Done.